0: this is What Fresh Insight, a show that looks at the big questions from new unexpected angles. Who are we? What is really going on? And how do we bring good into this mundane, sublime, spiritual, and sometimes silly world of ours? I'm Sarah Barisa, a writer and musician. Today we're going to talk about the illusion of proximity, Uh, but before we get into that, I have to say I am recording during spring break week, so if you hear a kindergartner, it's because there is a kindergartner in my house right now. Last week, I mentioned that I have a new book out, Professional Christian, Being Fully Yourself in the Spotlight of Public Ministry, and I used the metaphor of a crescent moon to talk about how we are in public and what of ourselves people can see in public. When we look at a crescent moon in the night sky, we can see just a sliver of the moon. And that sliver is completely real. It's not fake. It's not skewed. It's not hypocritical, but it is a very small part of the whole moon. And we know that the whole moon is there. We just can only see part of it. Now, when we are appearing in professional settings, oftentimes what other people see is something like that sliver that little bit that is completely real, that, is, um, that is, is not hypocritical, that is not, you know, just looking at the pretty side of things and not the rest of our lives. It's completely real, but it is a very, very small part of who we are. And depending on your professional setting or depending on how you use things like social media, uh, that sliver can be very small indeed of what people see. Now, alongside this, not problem, but reality of life that people see only part of us, and I, I think that this is the case in all areas, even your best friend doesn't know you completely, but of course they know a whole lot more than just that little sliver that people see you know, on Instagram or in that professional setting where you work. Alongside this reality that people see only a sliver of us is what I call an illusion of proximity. And it's where people who are more distant from us believe or perceive that they are closer to us than they really are. Now, this could have happened in the past, but it is way easier for this illusion to occur uh, when we use things like social media or even things like a podcast, when we use things like virtual media where people can encounter us in ways that aren't um, really in person. When we use things like social media or podcasts or other other forms of communication, blogging, um, if we want to go old school, if 10 years ago, 15 years ago can be old school. um, In these types of media, we have things like candid personal photos, and we show parts of our lives that in the past and in person would require people to actually know us to see. So for instance, something like a picture of, say, my living room is not necessarily private, but it is, you know, to see my living room, um, by and large, like I would have to know you and I'd have to invite you into my house. Or to see um, candid family photos. Maybe in the past, if you saw photos of my family, you know, I'm thinking in the past, like 20 years ago, if you were to see a picture of my family You would have to know me well enough to be in, say, my office to see that family photo. And even then, it would probably be a more formal family photo, maybe with a professional photographer, and not as likely to be a candid family photo. Whereas now, you know, if you want to see a picture of my family, you know, scroll back on Instagram, and I'm sure it's a candid photo. Um, If you want to see pictures of me, you know, go on Instagram, and you can just see casual pictures here I am at the recital, uh, you know, nothing Nothing um, p- staged or um, distant about that. This illusion of proximity doesn't just come from people seeing more of us. It's also because what they see is m- more likely to be informal. It's that candid family photo rather than the staged photo. And it's really easy to mistake informality for a close relationship because in the past when we encountered people in a more informal space it's because we actually knew them better but today you know on a zoom call we can see people's living rooms their basements we might see their cats um you may have been on um i I remember the time when i had a little kid throw up on a zoom call and it was like well this is about as informal as it gets you know we we meet people's pets on zoom calls Uh, But the thing is, informality isn't the same as intimacy. Just because you see someone in an informal setting where in the past you would never really have seen them in that kind of setting, you know, in the past, even if you went to someone's house for a dinner party, you aren't necessarily going to see their kids hamming it up and you're probably not going to go like, oh, well, that's what your basement looks like because that's the only quiet place you can find for your Zoom call. You know, you're, you're not likely to see them in those less formal personal settings. It's really easy to mistake that informality for intimacy. It's, it's, as I said, it's an illusion. It's an illusion of being closer. And because it's an illusion, we don't necessarily know that it's an illusion. It's, it's a little trick. It's a little magician's trick of, oh, we think that the thing, that they, we think that what we are seeing is real. And even if we know that we see only like the, the small sliver of someone's life, we only see that little crescent moon part of someone's life. And we know that there's a whole lot more It's really easy to forget because that's all that we can see. As a result, people often think that they know others better than they actually do. We tend to think that we know other people better and people tend to think that they know us better than they actually do you know, there are certain upsides to this. Like I certainly enjoy following people on social media that I have never met and probably will never met. And, and a couple episodes ago, I talked about people who influenced my life. And I think of that whole list, I've only met one of them. And I don't even know that person particularly well. Um, And man, they're really influential in my life. But I don't, these are not my friends. Like I don't know them. Right. So So there are upsides to this the proximity that we can have on social media and podcasts and blogs and stuff. But there can be some really significant um, problems in how we think of uh, our relationships with other people. Here are some of them. We may see someone in their social media space and think of them as a really flattened one-sided person and and not just see that one-sided little bit of that person's life we might actually think that that is really who that they are that they are really so superficial that they are really so one-dimensional uh, a caricature if you will um and we may think that that is the real, the real them—that they are not actually a fully enfleshed three-dimensional human being like every single person is. We may see just that sliver and think, "Oh well, what a superficial person! What a one-sided person! How how flat can you be?" We may feel betrayed when we find out that there is more to a person, especially if that that side. Um, doesn't accord with our own beliefs, and now I'll, I'll use the the first person here. If if you are in a professional setting, and this is something I wrote a lot about in my book, Professional Christian. If you're in a professional setting, and you're only showing as is completely appropriate, only showing a certain professional part uh, that is you know relevant in that professional setting, um, people may find out other things about you and be like, oh, well, that's not what I think. So you're a bad person and and that's like a really caricatured way to say it but that's like kind of at the root of some people's responses well that isn't exactly my political belief so you must be bad or that isn't exactly how i would raise my children so you're a bad parent on the other hand people may see that sliver and because they think they are so close because they have that illusion of proximity they may see that sliver and think oh their life is so perfect. They have everything together. Their children are always well behaved. Their hair is always so perfect. Their ha- their kitchen is always clean and um never nothing ever goes wrong in this person's life. Because that's all they see in that little tiny sliver, that little uh magazine slice, that little newsletter slice of our life that we're sharing online. And that's just as wrong as um as thinking that we're really one-sided. That it, it's kind of like the two sides of the of the coin. Thinking that that what you see online is just the true one-sided superficial thing or that what you see in uh, online is a really full robust and oh their life must be so perfect because that's all you see in the slice so then when they find out that in, in fact our lives are not so perfect that our kitchen is not always clean that our children are not always smiley and cute and wearing matching clothes um they may think that we've been hypocritical And we can put this in the the first person or the third person. We may think that other people are hypocritical when we find out that, in fact, their children are not perfect. Other people may see what we have in those professional settings or those online settings and say, oh, well, you've been hypocritical because, well, in fact, your life is not actually so perfect. Now, I think that none of these things are actually true. It is not uh, hypocritical or flattened or superficial to only put a slice of yourself in a, a slice of your life, that little crescent moon part of your life online. That's uh, that's appropriate privacy in in many ways. And it is, um, it is a naive thing to think that what you see online is someone's whole life. However, because of this illusion, it's really hard to avoid that naivete. Even when we are fully aware that someone is much more than what we see online. Our brains play this trick on us. Other people's brains play this trick on them. And then they they see what we post or they see ourselves in this uh, in a professional setting and think, "Oh yeah, I know the full person because I'm close to them, because I can see into their life, because I can see these informal photographs, because I can see this glimpse into, you know, through the Zoom screen. Now I know what their house really is like. I know the real them. I know all of them." And our brains play this trick and say, oh yeah, we're close to them. We have a close relationship when it may even be someone that we've never met before. So what do we do with the illusion of proximity? I think that there are two things that we can take away from this. One, be aware that it exists. Be aware that when other people see you in professional settings and when other people see what you post in virtual spaces, blogs, podcasts, et cetera, um, be aware that they're only seeing a slice but may mistake it for the whole of who you are. Be aware that that may be happening with you, that you may be seeing the slice of other people on social media and maybe feeling jealous or feeling bad or or feeling judgmental about what other people are doing. And take that knowledge and let it um, influence, hopefully in a positive way, how you present yourself in professional settings and in virtual spaces. You don't have to share more than you want to. But you may decide to present yourself in a slightly different way, knowing that people may have this illusion of proximity towards you. Next up, our Read of the Week. Today's Read of the Week is Truly Devious by Maureen Johnson. And Truly Devious is the part of a trilogy and then a standalone fourth book about a teenage detective, Stevie Ball. And she goes off to a a boarding school for really, really smart kids and, uh, murder and mayhem ensues it's really fun it's charming it is I guess it's in a YA category which I don't typically read YA but man it's really really good and twisty and fun and the characters are just really great and um I feel like sometimes in a trilogy things can really fall flat like in the second book and like do I have to keep reading this to get to the third book with the, where the fun and games begin again well the second book in the in this one is just as good as the first so truly devious in the whole series by maureen johnson last but not least a delight of the week y'all the magnolia tree in my neighbor's yard right next to my yard is blooming and i can see it outside our back windows and it's lovely those little pink flowers are so beautiful and i'm so glad spring is here Thanks for listening to What Fresh Insight. I'm Sarah Bariza, and you can find me online at sarah-bariza.com, B-E-R-E-Z-A. I have a semi-weekly newsletter that I send out, and I'm also on Instagram. Thanks for listening. I'll be back next week.